on the the day depends on the moment of the day sometimes i, I gotta feel like i got everything going and then i'm like now nah, i got nothing i don't know if you noticed but uh, a lot of our friends are uh, killing themselves yeah they really are you gotta ask <laughs> you gotta ask fuck hey, hashtag bill let's talk hey everybody this is uh jason rouse and welcome to the safe word podcast uh byron bertram Double B's, right? Yeah, double B's. Double B's, very uh, like a uh, Eastern European uh, show business name. Please welcome the Byron Bertram. Yes, very good. Very good quality name. Oh, yeah, that's right. You do do voices and yeah, characters yeah. because of, uh, well, you have a passport. And from what I can see, we've ran into each other probably four or five different countries. Yeah, definitely. We're the, definitely not Australia, though, right? No, no I've UK. never been. Unfortunately, that's been on my list of things to do for quite a number of years. But for whatever reason, I've never been to Australia or uh, the New Zealand right, right. part of it. Because it kind of goes hand in hand. Right? Good time to not be there, though. Yes. Fuck. Or uh, Ontario. My God. Ontario is just a freezing Australia right now. It's like a Russian gulag with more Tim Hortons and less culture. It's Byron mental. is a comic from Canada. I want to say that you started your career in Vancouver, but... Uh, yeah, I did, yeah. On Granville Island, uh, street, juggling doing, chainsaws. Doing street forming, juggling, escaping from a straitjacket, pretending I'm English and going yeah. from England and escape from a straitjacket. Um, Magnus Battner, uh, Swedish comedian, was also a street performer. Oh, okay, right. Whose uh, father, I think, was a religious person who end up uh anyway uh vancouver island juggling chainsaws yeah granville island on in vancouver yeah what year was this i started in like 94 i was 16 okay so i saw you there because i used to work at the granville market uh as a dishwasher actually that was my last job oh wow my official job was on granville island so i used to walk past people like yourself Tom Comet. Tom Comet. I, yeah, but I haven't seen that guy for years. Yeah. You got. You remind me of Tom Comet a bit. You guys have sort of a similar... No hair. No hair, yeah. No and you hair. got this sort of anarchist kind of like screw the... Like old school screw we, the system. I think maybe, and I don't want to speak for Tom, but uh, we are maybe are like excited about the Mad Max part of our lives. Yeah, yeah. You, you both had this sort of dystopian Mad Max Blowing kind of... guys for gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kind of end of the world shit. Um so, well, I must have seen you then, because I was living in Vancouver from 93 to 96. Yeah, so I was just starting then. I was yeah. terrible. I was just 
just just this punk teenager. I was still in high school then. It's a tough gig. Yeah, so you probably saw me when I was just just this punk bombing. Kid. Oh, bombing on the street constantly. Just <laughs> other bigger street shows to be like. I've seen a couple of those guys scream at the audience because they weren't tipping or whatever. Like, oh yeah, we all done it. Their bucket, fuck this, and yeah, yeah, we've all had a meltdown. We're like, you didn't pay me enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah just throw around yeah. the garbage and have a moody tantrum. I've also seen guys pour out buckets of, you know, hundreds of dollars in an afternoon. Oh yeah, no, I mean, people... I'm in there washing dishes for minimum wage, and I'm seeing a guy with a firecracker in his ass doing a handstand. Yeah, and he's got five hundred bucks that day. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I wish I could. Yeah, that's what Tom Comet did. I remember yeah. he blew a he blew a fireball out of his ass on a temple oh, unicycle yeah, yeah, and a yeah. G string. And uh also uh balanced a running lawnmower in his chin while people threw heads of lettuce. That's into right. It. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I was a fan because uh you know, Lola Palooza, you know, I always really loved and still really liked uh, uh Jane's addiction. And when Harry Farrell had started the whole Lollapalooza thing. It kind of embodied that generation's tastes in fashion, music, and that whole right. life. It wasn't a, a Woodstock thing, but it was a it was a movement. It was cool. Did you it, go to Burning Man at one point or anything? No, like that? no. Oddly enough, one of the things I'd seen, Tom Comet made a documentary about going to Burning Man. Yeah. in this is ninety. Six. 90, or yeah, 97, 90, or something. Probably yeah. on YouTube somewhere. But um, no, I was. Um, uh, I wanted to go, but every year I heard people come back from that and say, you know, like any cool thing, too many people, it's being overexposed, it's not the right kind of people anymore. It's probably getting commercialized. What, probably what people are saying, like, that. The Austinites are saying about the comedy, or all the people that are moving here, they're ruining it. Da, 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 da. It's not yeah, the right yeah. Kind of people, uh, they really do not. They don't even bring up the New Yorkers because I think they're probably moderately terrified of New York people. But the L.A. East, or uh, sorry, West Coast California types, they've uh, pretty much gone out of their way multiple times to tell me, "I'm glad you're not one of them." But then I had to explain to them I also lived in Hollywood for 13 years, and uh, but it didn't affect me. Yeah, you were there a long time, were you? Yeah, wow. Yeah, 13 I know. Years. 13 years I lived in L.A. Man, right Hollywood, behind, right behind Grauman's Chinese theories. That it? was one of the places, but I always lived in that area, always in that area. For a short time, I lived in Echo Park, which was right. like all Latinos and uh, white hipsters. And uh, you were the only guy I know who lived in L.A. and didn't have a car. Right? I've, I've never driven a car in my it's life. It's mad. I, like in L.A. without a car. Well, the first few years, uh, it was a bit of a pain. Uh, I was living in L.A., but keep in mind, as I do here, I always take the the club that I want to make my home. Right. I find their postcode, zip code, and uh, draw a string out to how long it would take for me to walk there. Right. And if it's under 60 minutes, then I look for apartments within that circumference. Right. You just kind of base your... And then I work around that. So there was no need. First of all, the weather's great in California. You really feel like a dick if you're taking a car in February and it's 27 degrees out. Right. And you're watching people lose fingers in Canada. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. And th Long story short. Uber kicks in like the third year in there, maybe fourth year. Right. 
and I'm, it's so cheap. I heard way back then Uber was so dog. cheap. You know, I ten dollars would get me sometimes an hour car ride. That's madness. Yeah, off peak times and stuff. That's the, what I spent to come here for a seven. Minute. Ten bucks. Yeah, about that. Yeah, everything's ten dollars here too. Yeah, see, as you can see, it seems like the ten dollar ride. You were down at the uh, Capitol building, which is impressive, right? Yeah, I went in there and to see a picture of George oh, went Bush. In? And, yeah, I was just I went to the uh, Bullock uh, State Museum today. That was pretty cool. I love museums. Just want to check. Yeah. Out you have to as a as a Canadian or sorry as a comedian cuz you get to go to the places and sometimes you're only in there for a day. Yeah. What can you do in the day? How can I absorb as much as this culture? Soak up as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. And museums are uh, a great favorite museum, London Museum. I British History Museum, yeah. the, the Met in New York. I I love uh, yeah. tons. Um that the that's one in Amsterdam was called like the Rijksmuseum, uh -huh. just all those crazy the Van Gogh. <sighs> oh, I didn't get to go to the Van Gogh no. one, but uh, no. But that's what you do when there's no whores. Museum of Anthropology, and you uh, go to museums. Yeah, when there's no prostitutes, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> but there's a lot of sex uh, sex museums in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Amsterdam is a sex museum. Yeah. Yet the people, and I'm no, not talking about no the Anne sex. Frank house. There's no sex in their eyes. Yeah, the Dutch people are like, because I I bombed every night. I would just Schumler's. say they are they are the weird like people like what are the worst audiences like German? I'm like no Germans. I, I killed in Berlin. Yeah, but you know Amsterdam they were just they were so like you but I won't laugh at you. I didn't even get that because my stuff was hinged on of North American taboos and, right and in social uh, faux pas. Well, they don't have any of that They don't. Shit. If you're talking about fucking somebody's grandmother, they're like, yes, this is normal here. And I thought they were a little just maybe, oh, that's too crass. I thought I was maybe pushing it too far. But as I started to reveal, as I looked into their eyes, they just didn't care. <laughs> they Yeah, they, 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 they just... They just sat like... Nothing phases them. I think that's no. the thing, because they're so... It's a healthy culture, and that prostitution, drugs, it's yeah. not, there's no taboo about it, but nothing really phases them. I was doing a street gig in like 2007, mm -hmm. and they, it was this festival, and they put all the performers with people with special needs. Mm -hmm. There's like, it was like an institutional housing. They were like, yeah, so the people with Down syndrome and autism, we put on the ground floor. Doesn't that say about people, a lot about by people who perform on the street? Yeah, but you kind of like, comedic retards. Yeah, no, it, it was hard to know. It was like, this guy got Down syndrome, or is he just like a Danish clown? <laughs> you don't know hard. who was there for the festival hey, and who but, was an inmate. But that goes to any country. It's hard to tell a clown. Did you do any clown? No, no, I never did a clown. I did. Yeah. I studied with uh, Mike and John, Mupp and Smoot. Oh, right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they're like Toronto. They're like on Legend. Toronto Legends. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they were great. That, that was part of the program when I was in Humber, was clown. Which, right. Which I, when they brought it up, I was just like, oh. So you were you were a Humber kid, eh? I was the first. You were one the first. I was the. Uh, was Larry Horowitz teaching there? Yeah, Larry yeah. was there. They asked me to leave at one point. And really? And I had two Saturday Night Live auditions at the end of the program, because uh, Lauren Michaels had seen me on the uh, Phil Hartman uh, Memorial Show in Brantford. Oh wow! And, yeah, they had some of the kids in the hall and stuff. But yeah, that's that, amazing. That clown program was. Um, was great. Those guys were great. You know, I kind of went in like I knew that some there was some sort of look at clowns have been around. You know, I've always been interested in like medieval gestures. You know, yeah. The guy that was closest to the king, 
and um, uh, that's a high that's a high risk gig. It's totally high, and and I think clowning is also a high risk gig. It's it's probably harder than like being with a poorly constructed improv group that bombs every week. There's nowhere to hide, and you're stuck. I don't know. It was it was a very interesting um, psychological experiment. We did some uh, workshop stuff that would. First of all, everybody, all the women cried. Oh, during right. During the clown turns. Really? People were having fucking breakdowns during clown class. Wow, were they just like, bring out your inner, the most traumatic thing that ever happened to you? And now, no, people no, were doing it themselves. Gag. People were doing it themselves. And there was a, a very, um, you know, the time we got to the part of the clowning program, uh, the workshop was very, these classes were like three hours long. And, um, People were breaking down because of the workload and criticism. You know, I had come in there. I already had a Gemini Award when I showed up. So I was a seasoned comedian the time I got in there. And these people hadn't even got into open mics and seen what real failure is in front of a live audience. Yeah, yeah. But I came up through Hamilton and started in Vancouver. So between Hamilton and Vancouver, that, you know. Of course, yeah. It's either, uh, it's fight or flight and yeah. uh you have to be very uh very good at yeah performing yeah. yeah on pool tables in front of bikers when the yeah. tv's still left on playing curling yeah. in the background like. and they're angry yeah at you and they're angry at you because they weren't expecting comedy and one of the guys is like a uh oh closeted comic and he's resent he's seeing his dream unfold on stage as you perform <laughs> you know what i mean and they, people freak out when you when they say oh, i'm funnier than this guy they, it's, yeah it's crippling to them it haunt it will ta- haunt them to the grave I yeah love it. i love it when s- people don't pursue their passions and they resent you for uh pursuing them uh, traveling, I get that a lot. Just even going here, it's like, oh, you're going to Austin. Must be nice. Well, I have kids. Must be nice. I'm like, well, I didn't force you've you. Had, you've had children, but none of them lived. Yeah. Nine <laughs> abortions is what I was told. Same in XL. Nine abortions. this all happened like when COVID kicked up, Byron uh, drowned his children so he wouldn't have to vax them. <laughs> have you had anybody pregnant? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, they probably would have told me. You've never been told I'm having a baby. Nobody, nobody, nobody told me. No one told me. I had a couple like sort of scares, but nothing. Yeah. Nobody. I don't think I. I don't think I did knock anybody up. No. How old are you now? Forty three. Yeah. Forty three. Yeah. Okay. I would say thirty eight. Uh, you're forty three. Yeah. Does that feel bad? I don't know. It's you know. Do you know I'm fifty years old? Yeah. You're you're yeah. You're I'm 50. fifty now, right? Wow. How does that feel? I feel great. Oh, good. I'm. I feel fantastic. I remember having like a nervous breakdown when I turned thirty, and now I just wish I could time travel and be like, "Shut the fuck." Up. Twenty is when I had mine. Really? Yeah, that really bothered me. Once I hopped from teen to twenty, right? I was like, "Oh, here comes thirty and the rest of them." But yeah. uh, up until I turned twenty, I had this kind of Peter Pan. I had no role models or ideas what the future was going to be like. Right. It was just you know. Growing up in Hamilton, it was just run in any direction like you've got no arms. Right. And see what happens. But uh, keep moving. Yeah, Hamilton's a hardcore city, isn't it? I've never really spent much time there. <laughs> I've been to Dundas. Just that's, Dundas that's, is nice. Dundas is nice, yeah. Dundas is very nice. I went to an art school there in the basement of a church for 
they uh, was for a comic book drawing. I really wanted to learn how to draw hands and anatomy and things. And oh wow, it didn't stick. No, no, I wasn't really good at drawing hands. Oh I could really? Never get them right. You ever seen somebody draw a good hand? You know, uh, the, the you know Dale Ward, a Calgary comic, just unbelievable. Like yeah, artist, artist. Like as far as just like when it comes to realism, it's like holy yeah. crap! Like almost just pull out a sheet of paper with a pencil and draw an owl. Almost the, the, yeah, just yeah. like like he does a lot of like gigs for like uh, like people's dogs and stuff. I'm like, oh my god, it's almost like full perfect stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. Dude, were you in high school in Vancouver? I was in high school. Yeah, I went to a predominantly Asian school. That's was called it? Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. It was mainly Chinese uh, nerdy Chinese kids who bullied me and. Uh, East Indian wannabe uh, gangbangers who would uh, yeah so a mixture of like nerdy Asian nerdy Chinese kids and East Indian gangbangers and you're super white and I'm super white and I'm one of the few white kids there and it was just either just like, <laughs> you are fat guaylo you do not know math you are dumb yeah. you go to summer school you're fat and I got picked on at holy sweatpants they call me Byron holes they're like you have holy sweatpants Byron holes parents on welfare broke white people did you ever uh, attack them no no that, that was that was. I, th- I only got in one fight in high school with another white guy. He just kept he just kept like just bullying me, and then yeah. I said, "All right, let's meet outside." And then I and then I punched him once, and he fell down, and then I gave up and I said, "Okay, you win." Yeah, and that was that was it. And what school was this? Let's Sir go. Charles Tupper Secondary in Vancouver. In Vancouver, East East Vancouver, yeah. Yeah, but through that, I, I lived on Clark and Fourteenth for a while. Oh, okay. Off a commercial parallel commercial. I heard back then there was like a, a gang called the Clark Park Gang or something like that. They the Clark like, Park probably there was the Clark Park Gang on Commercial Street. They're probably dykes. It was when <laughs> I lived there. <laughs> commercial Street's a dyke area. Yeah, it's a, well, it used to be back then. It was like really yeah, militant that, lesbians and just chauvinistic yeah. old Italian men. It was a great place to have because uh, I've lived. I've always looked at start with the city center. Then look, look at where all the fags live. That's that's a great spot. Yeah, I, live, I still got a place there. The West End is oh. it's the neighborhood. Yeah, it's great, especially if you're your chick and walk home. Well, not not in Vancouver anymore. Anyway, I lived in the area, Church and Wellesley area in Toronto, and yeah, yeah. My uh, my girlfriend at the time would have no problem walking home from work at two in the morning. Right. It's just like it's all protection. Right. No one's. And those 13 bears that cat call me when I'm holding her hand, <laughs> that's mean. <laughs> Did yeah. you get cat called by bears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. They liked you, eh? They were like, they knew that they could pa- overpower me. Right. Yeah. It is when, when like, a gay guy's <laughs> overly aggressive with you, you're just like, oh, this is what it feels like to be a woman. Yeah, totally. You're just like, and oh, my God, I have I get my it. asshole shaved. It's not helping. <laughs> it looks like a man's mouth. <laughs> Like a coal miner. By the way, you sent me the most revolting uh, image. Everybody gets it. Yeah, it, you know what sucks about that? I'm looking for your address like a million times, and I keep <laughs> and I have to keep scrolling that. And I'm like, I almost puke in my mouth. It's like this woman with like the most hairiest asshole with her vagina that looks kind of infected. That's a it's birthmark like, behind Ugh. my ear. But I'm like, what's Jason's address? <laughs> what's his address again? Fuck. I know everybody has a. Um, well, you know, boomer's asshole. Boomer's asshole. Have you seen Boomer's asshole? It sounds like a dive bar. <laughs> Have you not seen? No. No, because I don't think we talk through uh, <laughs> social media that much. Yeah. But um, there's a photo, because I didn't send you this, and I'm only telling you this is because we're doing T-shirts, and uh, here's a QR code that is going to be on the back of the shirt. Oh, okay. But it's based off of... Uh, this, that's, you know, Boomer Phillips. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Can you see it? Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, fuck. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> can you see, can you see it? Jesus Christ. I can't turn the phone around, but that's, you know that's Boomer? I don't know who, is he a friend of yours? Boomer Phillips from Letter Kenny. Oh, okay. Boomtown. Right, right, right. Yeah, anyway, Man. follow him at Boomer Phillips on Instagram. At lookatmyasshole.com? No, no, but uh, I do own the gaper.com. Oh, really? Because we're doing gaper shirts and stickers <laughs> for Valentine's Day. Do you want to hear the weirdest part? What's that? Okay, that black and white image I showed you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, no, no, sorry, not the QR code. This is, um, I talked a handful of comedians to get this tattooed on them. So on Valentine's Day, oh, I'm getting all these comedians <laughs> that's tattooed. Funny. Yeah. So they're, we're all getting gaper tattoos on our legs. You're going to get that tattooed, eh? Yeah. It's, nice. I figure if I've, a couple people, you'll meet some of them tonight. I think there's about six of us. Yeah. We're all going to, uh, one of the comics is also a bit of a tattoo artist. Oh, wow. So we're all going to sit here and have Boomer on the screen while we all get his asshole tattooed. You've never been to Japan, have you? No, I've been to Hong Kong. Oh, okay. Hong Kong's pretty cool. That's not Japan. No. Japan, they, they'll like, they won't let you go anywhere. They, they, they'll like, I went to like an onsen of my ex-girlfriend is Japanese. And they're like, oh, you're a gangster if you have a tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. Even if you got like a Hello Kitty tramp stamp, they're like, no, no you are Yakuza. My friends, have got, he's got the Simpsons on one hand and Family Guy faces on the other. Yeah. They're great. That's funny. He's in the mental hospital in Gothenburg now. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, fortunately. Matthias, terror, fuck. Wow. A lot of people lost it. You, you're you still here. Honestly, I didn't think you were going to make it. Really? When you were just like taking bets on comics? Just in life in general. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, and I mean in Well, I've known you on and off over the years for a number of years. Like, yeah, over a decade. Yeah, well over a decade. Probably 15 years. Yeah, about that. About maybe. 15 years. And uh, I mean not make it is in the sense that uh, I knew you were traveling, but... Uh, a lot of people are still under a blanket in Canada waiting for a thumbs up. Yeah, I've been, you know what it is? It's the street performing. I was always had that financial avenue to, to do street shows and piggyback myself around the world, even if I didn't get any industry acceptance or approval or booked here and there. And I would just pop in, make connections all yeah. around the place. And that I was able to financially sustain myself float. doing street performing and just float. But, but I, luckily, it's I've been I, reduced to medieval shows. Yeah. Sidewalk, hey, I've got an act, crowd around. Yeah. That's been going on since anybody built a campfire. Well, they, they, yeah, there's a joke they call street performing the second oldest profession in the world. Okay. Yeah, that's because that was just a guy dancing for a chick to get some pussy yeah. from a hooker for free. Exactly. Well, I, two pence to get the squirrel. Yeah. But he's like, listen, I can walk on my hands with an apple in my asshole. <laughs> and the lady goes, you know what? I give up a bit of hole for that, and all of a sudden, street performers a thing. That, I, it's probably been worse than that. That's great. I give up a bit of hole for that. That's lovely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I can't do it. Fucking, I, I don't know why all all the prostitutes are English, because I've never seen. Well, it gives her that. It gives her that Dickens kind of uh, nostalgia. Yeah, it does. I give you a bit of hole for it, love. She has no teeth. This woman. You yeah. <laughs> Is she? The, the voice sounded like she's just a mouth lady. I, of course, did. Yeah. I give the best head this side west of Essex. Yeah, and they call her the burping ladle. Because <laughs> every time she farts, it smells like someone burned down a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of cum. Jesus. That's a lot of cum. You are the Shakespeare smut. It's amazing. I, I am, uh, you know, my thesaurus is... 
pretty limited. But uh, I work you, with your, you. You use those, the those words stars. you know well. Yeah, I can. I, yeah. yeah, part of that is timing and talent. Yeah, like this bit you've been doing it forever. That your infamous bit, like I just cry laughing every time I hear it of you just doing that. Me fist fucking. You fist fucking the grandmother, and it's just it makes it sounds like mixing paint. The retarded girl thing was that up until I upped it to the fist fucking. Bit. <laughs> now it's like, where do I go? I'm running out of road, you know. And I don't, I don't, you know, uh, I don't address any political or social commentary. Yeah, no, you never talk about. No. Do you talk about COVID in your act at all? Really, not really. Is it an act? It's more of a cry for help, right? right. Let's be honest, <laughs> right? But no, no, I, I'll have some somber moments at times when the audience is really good. Yeah, and. I I have had a moment where I've kind of like everything felt like it had just fallen, like the emperor has no clothes. I don't know these points are rough. Where I'm like I'm just thinking I'm like fuck. All my friends in Canada are fucked. They're fucked. And I mean, I'm standing on stage here, and I know that there's so many talented guys. I've they're had, suffering. Yeah, I've had like. I don't know, 10 different comedians on my couch over the last 12 months. Right. And, uh, you know, Sam Walker and Jared Nathan have had some major successes in very short times here. Right. And uh, that's the writings on the wall. The writings on the wall with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've got this... Special needs guy. Do you know Jared? I've, you know, I just heard recently yeah. about him that, that He's Ben was a disaster. That's what I heard. Ben, Ben was telling me about it. Ben Vegas told me about him, and um, and he told me some funny jokes. But I was like, that sounds fucking hilarious. But yeah. apparently in Toronto, everybody's woke. People were getting offended on his behalf or some shit. Totally. And not only that, uh, off uh, offended that he wasn't the didn't fit the checklist of special needs for events based on people for the diversity quota we want to check they're like well you're a white man with down syndrome yeah. we want a, a, a person of color of down syndrome that's fine you know it's not a team sport anyway and uh anybody that hangs out with themed things is is, is horseshit so what what i what i heard about this guy jared in uh, oh, this is marijuana by the way i know you're from the west coast i don't want to assume all right well i'll, I'll have a talk sure yeah Nice. This is a pot pen. Amazing. Yeah. Put put the pen down so the the oil. Yeah, like so it's now blow out. You're gonna maybe cough a little bit. No. I didn't even do it. So <laughs> I'm like the world's worst pot smoker from no. the pot smoking capital. I know you 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 world. are like a Peter Sellersy. You're fumbles. Yeah. How many times have you drop shit and everyone's looked at you? And, Byron. Actually, it's weird because I'm a really good juggler, but then I just drop shit in real life. Um, straight up and down because there's like an oil in here. Okay. Uh, this is one of my uh, sponsors, by the way, Absolute Extracts. Oh, nice. And then you hit the green and then. It's like a reverse flute. You're just sucking in. <laughs> That's oh, wow. <laughs> That's way too much for me. So you hold it. Yeah, point, hold it down, down. Yeah, and then give it a. Draw. I'll blow up. <coughs> wow. Yeah. Amazing. I got. <coughs> <coughs> oh, man. There you go. There you go. I know. 
I, I should have mentioned. I, I found this. You just found it on the street? Well, it was in a, sticking out on the top of a, you know the rim on a urinal? <coughs> on a urinal? Oh, nice. <laughs> but that gives you, but that gives you, you know, that, that necessary bacteria to fight COVID. Yeah, I licked this, uh, a stripper pole at a sex club in Vegas. Yeah, and that, now you will never get COVID. No. 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 I had it in March, like two years ago. Oh, just the beginning of it. Were you pretty sick or? Yeah, there was a couple days there where uh, I will say that honestly, probably about, I've been, <coughs> I, you know, I was wearing myself thin, late nights at the store, not eating right and, and slacking on some of my health. Right. And uh, not to mention, like, a joint <laughs> at the comedy store. It goes around. People have got band-aids hanging off their lips. <laughs> their nails are bleeding. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, I, I had no... Uh, when it was going around, I was... Um, uh, I was fine. I was like, I guess I'm going to uh, see if I'm going to live. Yeah, yeah. And I had about four days that I was in bed sweating, pretty ill. And the uh, ventilator thing was big news, whether it was a thumbs up or thumbs down. And a handful of doctors had brought up um, that these um, respirators were kind of giving your lungs a day off to a degree where they were just collapsing in on themselves and turning to mush man because your body was used to using the uh iron lung so i'm like well i guess i'll just start i'll be out in the sun as much as i can stand right and just cook this just try to get that vitamin, vitamin d in you. yeah exactly yeah. and i'll try and take deep breaths and do some push-ups until my body doesn't ache anymore and then um just blasting myself with vitamins and shit and i was fine and 10 days. Right, right. So, yeah, your antibodies are still probably pretty good from that. Yeah, I think because I, I was prescribed a lot of antibiotics when I was a kid, I think it did punch a few holes right. in my immune system from just uh, being misdiagnosed. Right. Um, but it's fine. Like, <clears throat> I have no uh, real concerns yeah. at this point. I'm honestly, my life expectancy's gone up 70 percent since i've moved to austin right <laughs> in just a short time you've been here and uh you've been doing stand-up for over 15 years yeah so you can see the lay of the land it's like a nice place and you're doing comedy here not a lot of those it's yeah it's, it's just i mean i've only been here a couple of days but it seems like it's very uh yeah like we were just talking earlier it's all these young guys they just came here it's kind of like lord of the flies and they just created their own island yes most definitely well they ran out of land yeah, the water is 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 flooded over with everything from, you know, in families, in relationships just falling apart. Everyone's been left adrift. There seems to be no community, and the people that you were closest to you now you're not talking to. Over the last the amount of, the years. amount of falling outs, the amount of failed marriages, yeah. the amount of yeah, like me and a couple, yeah, good friends we had with falling outs recently. I don't know for years. Not, I mean, I don't know if it was COVID directly, but it was definitely. It aggravated it. Yeah, I don't know. People just like maybe I don't know, just too much time but together, really, close proximity. I never see you really. You're not really posting your views. I'm not like picking fights. I'm kind of a centrist in like I got friends of all walks of life, but I, I, I don't really get all 
live by live by like this. No, if you don't yeah. believe this, if you don't get vaccinated, or or even the other end, it's just like if you got vaccinated, fuck off. You're sucking Satan's dick and get up. Like either way, I'm like, look, it's, it's, it's really all new. Weird. But you were never. Do you watch sports? Yeah, yeah, big big hockey guy. I like soccer. Okay, so if you told everybody that they had the like Man, Man United, or they can burn in hell. Yeah. Anyway, this is boring. <laughs> I'm trying to slice different pieces of shit. I don't even like giving my energy up to the, to the COVID shit. To the narrative. Yeah. Right. Of uh, these these fucking. I don't care. Burn it all tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't care. Bring on zombies <laughs> and throw some fucking spaceships in there. Well, I was hoping that Dragons. the whole COVID thing would would create a zombie apocalypse, so the real estate market would crash in Vancouver, and then I could buy something. But it didn't Ooh, happen. Didn't happen. You're determined to stay there. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not. Well, you it's, know, it's I, so, I, I'm gonna sublet my I place. I love Vancouver. I'm gonna sublet my place. I got a nice rent control place. I don't want to let it go. I like oh, having my lifeboat there. Yeah, it's like having a place in Brooklyn for thirty years. Exactly. Like, what am I? Gonna, I'm not gonna. One bedroom. One bedroom. Yeah. What, what is that? Well, it's like 500 square feet. Beautiful no, 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 view. a month in rent. Just over 1,300 Canadian. Wow. 19 floor. so lucky. 19 floor, great view of the city and the mountains. So it's right by Sunset Could Beach. Do not give that up. I know. Even everybody was like, you got to make a move. Just get the fuck out. I was like, no, no I want my lifeboat there. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because that p- apartment now, you know, is 4000 If I moved out. $200 a month. Who knows? If I moved out the rate. Four grand. It would, who knows what it would be. It would be well over two grand. Easily. Downtown apartment yeah. under two thousand dollars. Yeah, well, is there a thing? Yeah, I've been there twenty years. Yeah, so no, it was outrageous. You know, I couldn't believe it, especially coming from Hamilton. Now I look back at what I was paying in rent, but um, <clears throat> you know, the Canadian dollars are kind of at a dip. Yeah, wasn't yeah. too bad for you uh, in the exchange rate. I don't know what here it's like. What's it, a buck and a quarter now? I think so. Yeah, it's about one point two five. Yeah, I remember the first. Come off the airport, move to London, and I take my Canadian dollars and go to the currency exchange counter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, back then it was stronger too. Back then it was over two. It was like yeah. And it was I like got one point seven. Hammered. Oh, oh my man. Canadian life savings reduced to a fucking pigskin with a few coins in it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll go buy a shoe. Oh man, if you do the exchange in the UK, you're just like oh fuck. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. But you uh, you're sitting in Vancouver. For the last, what's the last twelve months been like? Uh, so I was there until basically I, I was there until let's see, yeah, I was there from the pretty much all the pandemic until I did this crusty little Western tour in between lockdowns. And you're so grateful that you decided to spend your time on the West opposed to the East. Well, yeah, no, I, I felt bad because everybody I knew from the East too, like they they yeah. just look like they were in a host- they were hostages. <laughs> they yeah. look like they were like Saddam Hussein when they caught him yeah. in that bunker when I'm talking to him on Zoom. I'm yeah. like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like just disheveled and like, ugh, just shells Everybody looked like sick. Yeah. I, uh, malnutrition and lack of stimulation. And I'd be like walking around the sea while going for a jog, and they'd be like, what do you do, you motherfucker? You know? They'd be angry. Yeah. Vancouver's super sensitive, but you have people come up to you uh, with high excellence in their field. Right. Jim Carrey is the obvious, but everything from John Candy. But they all left. They all went to the States and got discovered there. That's the only yeah. way we know who they but are. But it's not they- like they were super successful here. They were they were known, but they were far from Ace Ventura when he was doing Ralph Ben Murgy. Right. 
You know what I mean? Like that from the go from a Canadian talk show and then uh, to have a film career and not just like a one hit wonder, but an iconic, you know, winning fuck. Well, Jim Carrey, he would like, because yeah, I like he was doing like what, like, uh, like even in the mid eighties, or he was he was doing, yeah, some some. He was actually doing some film stuff. Like he was down in the states for a long time. He did that before in uh, Living Color, and there was a a film based on a comedian. Uh, his wife was actually in the movie. It's called Rubber Face. Oh, okay. And uh, I think it was a Canadian film. Clearly, somebody seen Jim and was like, "This is amazing." Uh, he was all impressions at that time, but um, yeah, I'd love to see Jim back on stage. I want to see. I got to see. Yeah, he hasn't done stand up in quite a long time, right? Can't do stand up when you're that famous. Yeah, it's like Eddie Murphy. We need him. Yeah, more than ever. Well, what I mean, I mean, Joe Rogan's still doing stand up, right? Yeah, yeah, but uh, um, Joe's catalog of comedy is, and he'd probably say this himself, like there's the Richard Pryor file and the um, George Carlin file, and people listen to those records, records, the, those those albums, or whatever, albums, yeah, yeah, still today, yeah. I don't know what's going to uh, carry over into the future as far well, as... Well, comedy dates too, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff just dates. With this. That's why I went the Red Fox model. Dirty jokes that are timeless. Yeah. And... It's like uh, fucking your grandma. You, you could do that. To the that time. wet fist fuck noise. You've been doing that forever, yeah. I do do it forever, especially when they don't like me. I, that's I'll the funniest that. part, when you do that that bit. Overextended. And it's... it's, fu- it's, it's, it's <laughs> what, what's funniest is it's, 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 it's way more funny when most of the audience is just aghast or horrified or even apathetic or just take it or leave it. And then just like yeah. four people losing their minds. That's what makes it funnier. You've seen me at my best and at my worst. Yeah, because you just Probably. double down. You just do not double give down. a shit. Let's sink it. Yeah, you'll Everybody, sink the ship. Let's sink the whole ship. Happily. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I was already at the bottom of the ship that's, anyway. Yeah, I that's was, why it's a joy to watch you because you're fearless. Yeah. You just do not I care. was posing as the captain. The captain? Yeah. I had a stroke when I said that. <laughs> the captain on the ship. And then they're like, that's the guy. The captain was sleeping. That guy cleans the toilets with his tongue. <laughs> He's the village idiot. Well, what was he wearing the captain's hat for? Because he fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. And I get up, and I'm the captain. Yeah. And the audience goes, you're not a captain. <laughs> I get birds of less land on my chest. Uh, I got to get ready to go. Right. We got to leave uh, shortly. I've got a show tonight at the uh, Vulcan Gas Company down on 6th Street. And um, it's a secret show. Uh, there's a lineup of comedians on the show that I can't say, but you can see. Oh, wow. And some secret guests. So we'll see what happens. Amazing. Uh, this will be fun. But uh, thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I know we Pleasure. talked all over the place, and uh, but people can find you online. Just Yeah, at Byron Bertram. B-Y-R-O-N-B-E-R-T-R-A-M. Instagram, and you do have a dot .com. Uh, not not anymore. I should, I should no. renew it. I'm just like, yeah, nobody nobody's checking my site. I know. Anymore. I'm just worried about someone else taking my name. Right. No one would ever do no. that. <laughs> no one's taking my name. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, um, this show's coming up. There'll be some tours in Europe and starting in June. Awesome. Until then, 
Uh, I'll be here in Austin, Texas. If you want to see some comedy or even do comedy, uh, this is the only jam happening in the world. Thank you. We would like to see most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we will not stop.